Hello, good day. This is Eugene Capis of Jan 1.14 Podcast. The Holy Bible is our greatest tool of experiencing God in our life as it holds testimonies and manifestations of God's unconditional love for us. It is our instrument to learn more about our Catholic faith, allowing us to know God's wisdom, experience Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, making us the Church of Christ for others. The liturgical Bible study is a tool that will surely lead us to this. The LBS focus on the readings of the upcoming Sunday Mass. It will go through the process of dissecting the Gospel, first reading and second reading, to get the central message of the readings and how it is applicable to our lives. I encourage everyone listening to open their Bible and join us to know more of our faith. Joining us today for this LBS podcast is my neighbor, uh, Miss Christine Dig. Good day to you and welcome to John 114 Podcast. Good day, Kuya, and thank you for inviting me for this podcast, John 114, for our LBS this coming Sunday, for the Gospel this coming Sunday. Okay, and also I welcome to the podcast our brothers and sisters from Japan, New Zealand, Philippines, UK, UAE, US, and in Thailand. Let us start with an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, we come in your presence. We offer to you our time in ourselves. Open our hearts, open our minds. Permit us to participate in this liturgical Bible study. We knock on your door of knowledge. Allow us entry to move closer to you. We seek your wisdom and the gift of understanding. We ask for the grace of knowledge. Allow us to focus on the words. Let there be more of you. And less of us. Remove from us any feelings of unworthiness. We offer you, in a special way, the people who are listening right now. Wherever they may be, whatever situation they may find themselves in, we ask, O Lord, that you allow them to learn with us as they open their Bible and join us in reading and understanding the liturgy. Send your Holy Spirit to empower and enlighten us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's text will be taken from the readings of the coming Sunday, 8th of October, 2023. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. The Gospel from the Book of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 33 to 43. Glory Glory to to you, O Lord. Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard 
put a hedge around it, dug a wine, a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is their heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to the other tenants. Who will give him the produce at the proper times? Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone by the Lord and has this been done. And it is wonderful in your eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. So at this point, we will explore the Gospel text and we will go into the detail of the text. Decoding it verse by verse, I will facilitate by asking questions, visualize the text. You, on the other hand, will look for answers from the text or verses that will shed light and understanding on the reading. Okay, you ready? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so it's actually a, sh- a long, um, a long gospel, but we will try to learn from it. So again, from Matthew chapter 21, verse 34, uh, 33 to 43. Okay, so let's start with the verse 33. Okay, on Matthew chapter 21, verse 33. What did the land owner do? So the landowner planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Okay, on, on the same verse... Uh, verse 33 what did the landowner do before he went on a journey he listened to tenants he listened to tenants yes okay so set that one and then let's proceed on Matthew chapter 21 verse 34 when did the landowner sent his servants uh, when, uh, when vintage time drew near okay on the um, on the same verse Matthew chapter 21 verse 34 when the vin- what did the landowner's purpose of sending his servants to the tenants he sent his servants to the tenants to p- obtain his produce okay Let's proceed. 
On Matthew chapter 21 verse 35, what did the tenants do to the servants who came? They seized uh, the servants and only they beat another, they killed, and the third they stoned. Okay. So they, uh, they hurt those uh, servants. One they beat, another they killed, third they stoned. Yeah. Okay. So let's proceed to Matthew chapter 21 verse 36. So then, repeatedly, how did the landowner reacted? He sent another servants. Okay. And it was uh, more numerous than the first one. Okay. Yes. On the same verse, after the landowner sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, how did the tenants treated those other servants? They treated them in the same way. Okay. Let's proceed. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 37. So finally, who did the landowner send to his tenants? He sent his son to them. Okay. And, and, and on the same verse 37, what was the reason of sending the landowner's son? Yeah, because he's thinking that they will respect his son. Okay. So then... On Matthew chapter 21, verse 38. So what did the tenants said to one another about the landowner's son? They said to one another that this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. Okay. So on Matthew chapter 21, verse 39. What did the tenants do uh, with the landowner's son? They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Okay. So, then, on Matthew chapter 21, verse um, 40. Okay. What did Jesus ask to the chief priests and the elders? Remember, he was talking to them. Mm-hmm. He was in the, he was in the uh, synagogue. So, what did Jesus ask to the chief priests and the elders? He asked them, but that what will the owner of the vineyard to do uh, do to those tenants when he comes? Okay. Then in Matthew chapter twenty-one verse forty-one, how did the chief priests and the elders answer? Mm, he will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants, who will give him the produce at the proper times. Okay. Then, on Matthew chapter 21, verse 42, what scripture passage did Jesus reminded the chief priests and the elders? That scripture was the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in your eyes. And finally, on Matthew chapter 21, verse 43, So, what is the consequence to those builders who rejected the stone? So, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to the people that will produce its fruit. Okay. So, after we did the verse by verse, now we will um, reflect 
on the gospel and understand which uh, verse has um, struck us the most. Okay. So, allow me to uh, start. Um, on verse uh, 33, on verse 33, the very first verse, what struck me is that, that the landowner... Uh, created uh, he planted a vineyard okay so he's a landowner and he he planted the vineyard so on, on and as well as entrusted it to the tenants least the word used was least okay and they were described as tenants so the landowner created the vineyard and entrusted it to tenants Uh, for me, for the verse 34, actually what struck me is that uh, when he wanted to obtain the, uh, the, the production or the, what uh, the, vine, uh, the vineyard produced, so he wanted to have it and that's why he let his servants to get it for him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So actually, he was trying to get what was his. Yeah. Right? From the beginning, he made a vineyard, mm. he entrusted it to tenants, now he sent his servants mm. to get what was actually his. Yes, correct. Right. So then, um, something struck me on uh, verse 35, wherein the servants, right? The, uh, no, the tenants treated the servants. By seizing big. them, by beating them, killing, and stoning. Mm. Right? Beat, killed, and stoned. Right? Mm. So that is striking on, on how the tenants um, reacted to the servants. Mm. Knowing that those servants, they know that the servant was sent by the landowner. For me, the next to the next version of verse thirty-six. Uh, actually, what struck for me here is that the uh, the owner is being hopeful because even the first uh, servants that he sent was beaten, was killed, was stoned, but then he still sent another servants. But this time, it's more more than the first one. So he's really thinking that oh, I can still get the what's what's for me or what's the their production something like that. What what they able to uh, what the vineyard able to produce something. Yeah. Yes, yes. Actually, now that you you mentioned that one, that uh, that, that that you saw that the landowner was hopeful. I, I yeah. I didn't see. I didn't see after after this time that the landowner was mad he lost many servants already yeah so yeah probably he is hopeful mm. i can also see him as yeah he was patient with yes. the with the tenants right? 
So the landowner did did not change. The tenants did change a lot. But probably, yeah, maybe you're right that he is angry by this time. That's why he sent more, I mean, the numerous number of people ba, to to the vineyard. Thinking that probably they will be afraid for the number of people that was there. I mean, that went there to get the produce. So probably that's the other side of the purpose or the other side of the story but then again I I see first the hopeful and mm-hmm. hopeful uh, outlook on this verse yes on verse 37 I, I what struck me in verse 37 was after the landowner sent so many servants and all of those servants actually was maltreated, killed, stoned, beat, beaten. This landowner, this dad, he sent his son. Like, mm-hmm. what, what kind of dad would send his son thinking after seeing that one? Mm-hmm. But somehow this is not an ordinary dad. Mm-hmm. This is not an ordinary landowner. And this is not an ordinary son. Because for this son to go to those tenants knowing that all the servants who came was beaten, killed, and stoned. His, his, the landowner sent him and he still went. Knowing what will happen. Yeah, knowing what will happen. Yeah. Right? But and and somehow on verse 37 another thing that strikes that struck me on uh, uh, verse 37 is that thinking that they will respect my son he still have trust right so he, his demeanor didn't change mm-hmm. he's still yeah hopeful to say mm-hmm. yeah he's still hopeful to the extent of letting his son to be on that vineyard and knowing that it may happen again mm-hmm. for what they did uh, the servants I mean the previous people he sent <clears throat> for the verse 38 yeah this one it's like wow but it's so brave to do I mean planning to kill the the son or the hair so because it's it's uh his hair Tama ba ko? Yeah. yeah so it's like the yeah the the purpose of I mean he's thinking of these people with respect his son but it uh, it is opposite they didn't give the respect that was due for the son Yeah. With the owner's son, yeah. Exactly. I I was struck by the they recognized mm. when the tenants saw the son, they they said to one another, "This is the hair." So they were certain when they saw the son, probably some resemblance to the owner, <laughs> right? And then and then after they saw the resemblance, they say, "This is the hair." Then they conspire. 
to murder him. Come, let us kill him. Mm. That is the first thing. And somehow, they want to and acquire his inheritance. So they try to covet the son's inheritance. Yeah. Okay. Greedy. So the the, the greediness sets in. Mm. Okay. So now here is where uh, because this is the time that they spoke of with one another aside from uh, killing of the servants but here we know their real intent mm. okay yeah actually on this verse it was the plan but on the next yeah this is the the action happens so they seize him threw him out of the vineyard and killed him so this is like finally what they plan they actually did it okay and then somehow it's somehow similar to what they did to the to the servants whom they yes. beat they killed they stoned this one they also seized threw threw him out of the vineyard and killed they treated the same way exactly so they didn't change okay on verse 41 As Jesus was um, uh, talking about uh, a parable, but somehow the chief priests and the elders were so that their demeanor was um, they were so self-righteous. That's why when Jesus asked them, they even answered, "He will put those wretched men to a wretched death." and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the producer profit. They answered actually exactly correctly to bring justice to what happened. It's like they are thinking that the revenge will happen that the uh, the owner will do the revenge to those tenants. So so they they somehow made a judgment. Mm. They judged on what They assumed what will be because they were actually asked by Jesus, okay, what will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? Mm. So imagine, imagine that one. So then they gave the judgment, okay, and then they got, they got the the lesson from Jesus on verse forty-two. The scripture, this was taken from First Peter. No? Actually, it, he he actually quoted. Um, this is from Isaiah, uh, which we will have it on the next reading. Uh huh. Yes, he he quoted. Jesus quoted uh, a passage from Isaiah, which happened more than eight hundred years before him. Mm-hmm. Actually, I always see this verse from different parts of the Bible. It was often used. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. But the Lord has this been done, and it's wonderful in our eyes. See, so someone who was rejected becomes the cornerstone of something, becomes the foundation of things. Mm-hmm. Now. The thing that struck me on verse 43 is that the kingdom of God actually is not a place. 
but it is a gift and the produce is something that it multiplies mm-hmm. and and somehow it, it it is a gift that is why it can be taken away mm-hmm. from people and given to people who will produce okay. so what um i saw is that yeah there is the the desire to have the produce mm-hmm. oh, from the things that the landowner has provided them mm-hmm. abundantly ab- abundantly um, by the way because there are three things that he did with the vineyard he uh, four actually he planted the vineyard he put a hedge around it it's like the planted it's like the garden of eden put well the, planned It Plan- is like well planned. Yeah, and, and then put a hedge around it. Okay, it's like it's like put all the um, the law, and then dug our dug a uh, wine. What did he put wine, wine press, press in, in it. it? So meaning there is abundance, mm. and then he built a tower so to to watch over this one. Okay, mm. so everything was there free for them to use mm-hmm. okay and 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 uh, yeah and, and the landowner was so patient with the tenants having them yeah beat one killed one stoned one probably reference to the prophets who was sent and also even after sent the servants also sent other servants more numerous than that one and then now sent his son and then finally where we come in is we come in to the people Because the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. Yeah. Actually, I agree with you that the kingdom of God is a gift. Because basically, if you will look in in the on the only in the facade that uh, that it is a gift, we uh, it's like us that God's uh, God given us a talent or God given us a gift to speak to 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 connect with other people wherein with the use of that or with the use of our talent we were able to produce a fruit by by encouraging people uh, to do also what you are doing of course for the better or for the good ones or are you able to encourage other people to go to church by doing what has given to you but what but what uh, by giving i uh, by doing what uh, or by by using the gift that was given to you so yes so it's like it's an a now a now it's it's a now moment wherein uh, we are doing to uh, we are doing to produce fruits 
but I think I'm doing the reflection already. <laughs> no, it's okay. It means it means um, uh, at this point, I think uh, I will request you to summarize the gospel in your own words. Hmm. And and the reason for summarizing the gospel in your own words is so that we can um, impart to our listeners how to personalize the the gospel based on uh, how you understand the gospel. Okay, I'll try to make the short summary for this long gospel. Anyway, so for this gospel, Jesus stated a parable to his uh, to the chief priests and elders of the people wherein he uh, told the parable about the vineyard, the landowner who had a vineyard that who able to build it and Yeah, hedge around in the wine, everything to uh, to to keep that vineyard protected and let other tenants to uh, to have to have that uh, that vineyard. And of course, as the time goes by, he wanted to to have the produce or to get the. What do you call this? Oh, the product produce. produce from the vineyard, and he let serve. Uh, he let. Oh, he sent servants to get it for for him. Unfortunately, those servants were killed, beaten, and stoned by the tenants of that vineyard. And it is not just happened like one time. It happens twice when he sent the servants, and eventually, then the owner sent his son, thinking that. Of course, the, the tenants will respect his son and will not do the same thing as what they did with the servants. But he, uh, but the tenants did the same thing, and they also uh, they kill him and they wanted to acquire his in- inheritance. So then afterwards, um, Jesus um, asked the chief priests and all those people who are listening to the parables um, or maybe he challenged those listeners that what what will be the owner do to the those tenants and then te- then they answered him that he, he will do the same thing so he will wretch men and wretch them and this and give it to the at the vineyard to other tenants that who will who does and who will uh, use the vineyard well. And then, at the part of this gospel, Jesus tells them uh, the scriptures, uh, a scripture wherein the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone by the Lord. Has this been done? It is wonderful in our eyes. And then, in the end of the gospel, he told everyone that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you. And given to the people that will produce its fruit. Yeah, so basically, yeah, from the parable that he he told to the to those people, he eventually put it uh, us on that story. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for that uh, summary. So after this, we will be proceeding to the first reading.
A reading from the book of Isaiah chapter 5 verses 1 to 7. Let me now sing of my friend, my friend's song concerning his vineyard. My friend had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He spaded it, cleared it of stones, and planted the choicest vines. Within it, he built a watchtower, and he hewed out a wine press. Then he looked for the crop of grapes, but what he yielded was wild grapes. Now inhabitants of Jerusalem and the people of Judah judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done? Why, when I looked for the crop of grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? Now I will let you know what I mean to do with my vineyard. Take away its hedge, give it to the grazing, break through its wall, and let it be trampled. Yes, I will make it a ruin. It shall not be pruned or hoed, but overgrown with thorns and briars. I will command the clouds not to send rain upon it. The vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his cherished plant. He looked for judgment, but see bloodshed, for justice, but heart the outcry. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Okay. Somehow, the reading, the first reading is sh- shorter than the gospel. So let's try to uh, do it verse by verse. From Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 to 7. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, on Isaiah chapter 5, verse 1, what was the song all about? That was his... Uh, that was his his friend's song concerning his vineyard. Okay. And on the same verse, where is this vineyard located? Uh, it is located on a fertile hillside. Okay. So let's continue to Isaiah chapter 5 verse 2. So what did his friend do in the vineyard? He spaded it, cleared it of stones, and planted the choicest vines. Within it, he built a watchtower and hood out a wine press. Okay, and, and with all those efforts, what happened to the grapes? But what, uh, it yielded uh, wild grapes. Wild grapes. Okay. What is wild grapes? <laughs> wild grapes is actually something that cannot be made wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's proceed. In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 3. To whom is, is Isaiah asking? To the inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah. Okay. And, and what does Isaiah ask from the inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah? Judge between me and my vineyard. Okay. So, what were the questions that his friend asked himself? What more was there to do for Vermedia that I had not done? Why, when I look for the crop of grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? Okay. In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 5, finally, what was his friend's judgment to his vineyard that yielded rotten grapes? I will let you know what I mean to do with my vineyard. Take away its hedge, give it to grazing, break through its wall, and let it be trampled. Okay. Let's continue in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 6. 
How will the rotten grapes in the vineyard be destroyed? He will make it win. It shall not be pruned or hoed, but overgrown with thorns and briars. And he will command the clouds not to send rain upon it. What was the vineyard in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 7? What was the vineyard of the Lord of hosts? The vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. And on the same verse, what represents the cherished plant? The people of Judah is his cherished plant. Okay. So now that we have made a verse by verse of the first reading, now this is the let's say uh, more tedious part wherein we will try to relate the first reading to the gospel okay so yeah we have a vineyard now that is true <laughs> that was true there is a there is a vineyard okay so on the uh, let's, let's do that one on the gospel there is a vineyard mm-hmm. in uh, Matthew chapter 21 verse 33 and in the gospel in the first reading Isaiah chapter 5 verse uh, 1 there is a vineyard okay and then um, what did he do to the vineyard which is the land order planted the vineyard put a hedge around it dug a wine press on it and build the tower is the same with the verse 2 Exactly. The, where in, How he built the vineyard yes, as well. Yes, in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 2, he spaded it, cleared it of stones. Okay, so prepared. He mm. prepared everything. Okay. And, um, on where? There is this, on uh, Matthew chapter 21, verse 35 wherein the tenants seize the servants seize the servants and on the Isaiah chapter 5 verse 2 it yielded wild grapes the the, the purpose of having the vineyard is to get the the grape the grapes now the grapes must be uh, must be a good grape that it can be made into wine. But what yielded is a wild grape. The wild grape cannot be made into wine. So it's rotten. And the same as how the servants, the tenants who seize the servants, they did not, out of that abundance that they have in the vineyard they themselves become rotten inside mm-hmm. actually uh, for for the reading uh, first reading actually if the first verse is uh, no that the first verse the third verse which is now inhabitants Jerusalem, people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. I, I associate it with uh, verse 40. Uh, actually, 40-41, wherein Jesus is asking the 
chief priests uh, actually asking them their opinions what will be the honor to do to those tenants yeah because this one on the third judge between me and my vineyard so yes. it's like asking uh, asking asking what would be the how to judge uh, how to what to do what to do yeah okay. and some more um there is also when on the Matthew chapter 21 verse 37 wherein the landowner sent his here his son thinking that they will respect his son is somehow the same as the first reading in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 4 wherein um, this, the friend was uh, asking himself what more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done so he was actually th- he did everything already And he's still thinking of how to um, have the grapes that can that can be harvested. Mm-hmm. So he was thinking of, of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, some anyway for me somehow that number three and four is connected. somehow connected for uh, for the 40 as well I also saw um, a connection between the Matthew chapter 21 verse 42 mm-hmm. wherein Uh, there was a rejection actually mm-hmm. the, the rejection rejection um, the, the the reference to a, a passage a scripture mm-hmm. passage related to a rejection uh, of the builders to a, uh, to a stone mm-hmm. and and somehow um, the on the first reading the Isaiah chapter 5 verse 5 There is the the, the destruction, okay. the destruction uh, if not able to improve. Mm-hmm. Okay. So somehow the the stone is, is somehow uh, that will be corners uh, that the stone that the builders rejected. So somehow that the stone is actually used to to build a house to to put the direction of the house, and then mm-hmm. somehow they they remove. A corner the the cornerstone they removed some parts of it and then threw it out mm-hmm. but somehow here um, uh, this uh, destruction to the uh, to the vineyard because it is unable to uh, to improve mm-hmm. yeah correct and, and finally uh, the last connection that uh, can be seen I can see is uh, on the Matthew chapter 21 verse 43 uh, where in um, the gift mm-hmm. which is the kingdom of God 
will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. Mm-hmm. And in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 7, it was um, the people of Judah are his cherished plant. So the cherished plant, it's like they were the chosen people with whom God made a covenant. Mm-hmm. So I, I was actually curious on, on why Judah. And, and, and I tried to look for that one. Why Judah? Why not Reuben? Because on, on the story of a um, short, short uh, diversion, on the story of uh, Joseph, uh, before he was sold to Egypt, his brothers conspired to kill him. But Reuben stopped the brothers and said, let's just put him into a cistern. But Judah, but Judah proposed that he be sold to the merchants. And actually, then I, I read upon Reuben, actually he defiled himself by actually making um, uh, making um, what? With his, the concubine of his, of his father. He defiled the bed. I, I think that's somewhere in, in, in Genesis 49. That as part of the blessing of Jacob. That is why it becomes Judah. And and Judah, so that is why from the very beginning, Judah was already blessed. That's why there's a lion of Judah. And, and when we trace the lineage of Judah, that is where Jesus came from. That is where David came from. Okay. Yeah, actually that verse 43 and 7 is like sounds of conviction from the Lord. Sounds from from conviction from Jesus for the gospel and conviction from the Lord that he will bless the people. Yes, with whom he he, he made the covenant, yeah, cherished with whom he cherished. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at this point I think we will we will proceed to the second reading. Okay, second reading, reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 to 9. Brothers and sisters, have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Somehow it's uh, a bit shorter than the previous two. 
So from Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 9. So let's try to dig into this. On verse 6. So what virtues are being taught to the Philippians? Have no anxiety at all. Wow. That was that was actually a very um a very good reminder. Very good reminder for me. So <laughs> So what in, in the same verse, what are they to do? Uh, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Okay. That was just the first verse of the second of the second reading. Mm. It's already packed. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Then in, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. So what will happen if they remain in that virtue? The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. So that's uh, very uh, uh, looking forward to having that one. So in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, how are the Philippians encouraged to think? Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious. If there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Okay. So, then, finally, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 9, what reward awaits them for their good practice? Uh, the God of peace will be with you. If what do what if they do what? If they uh doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Keep on doing. Yeah. Okay, so it's somehow short. Okay, so now let's try to relate the gospel with the first reading and the second reading. Mm. Would you like to be first? Have no anxiety at all. If I will relate this in the gospel, this is the uh, time wherein the I think on this. Yeah, of course, when he built first the vineyard, yes. he has no fear to do, or he has no fear to create his vineyard, and also for also to the tenants, to the tenants, they, they entrusting mm-hmm. it to the tenants, and for the first reading yes also uh, uh, had a vineyard on a fertile hillside yeah so, yes. so have anxi- no anxiety no anxiety no fear, right whatever. Yeah, because it's so perfect everything is is provided mm. right there is no one the, the tenants themselves don't need to worry about anything mm. right the landowner doesn't worry about anything that mm-hmm. is why he tried to build okay so that's why no anxiety. And on the gospel, there is a, a verse 41 wherein there was justice. On a, a verse 41 wherein uh, asked on what to do. Okay, So there was justice, the same as in uh, Isaiah chapter 5 verse 3. Judge between um, me and my vineyard. But in the... Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 there is peace 
So instead of it's actually a contrast of sorts. Instead of being judged, but there's nothing to be judged because he has peace. So somehow a contrast of sorts, but on similar line. On, on the same way, on the same way, the... I, okay. Okay. No, I, I have a... Uh, I, I wanted to connect the last verse to the last verses as well of gospel in the first reading. As what I said, it's like a conviction, a promise for those verses to the people who is doing what they've learned, received, and heard seen in me and the peace of God will be with you so there is always a gift uh, or there's always a reward in doing in doing good things or in doing what he he have learned uh, what he have learned as well as in the first reading yeah the region of the Lord of Israel the people of are cherished plant he look for judgment but see bloodshed of justice but heart the outcry so anyway yeah this one is like giving the conviction to the house uh, giving a promise to the people of Judah and for the gospel yeah this this one also for the verse 43 kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to the people that will produce its fruit yeah it is like a promise to the people that who we uh that the kingdom of God will be taken away from those people that not able to produce a fruit and give it to the people who will do what he what will needed to do something like that yeah okay yeah produce at a proper time right well mm-hmm. said so I think by this time we are uh, ready to formulate a one thread message using all those connections of the readings so we call this message we cannot remember everything <laughs> so we call this message hibla or fiber the one thread message or hibla expresses mm. the unity of the three readings mm-hmm. okay so we let's try let's try to uh, to have Would you would you like to suggest a thread or a hibla? We were able to see something about um, there is an abundance, and then trying to get the produce, and then somehow um, having greediness and not willing to share that one. And somehow that being taken away. Mm. Yeah, it can be like a be a trustworthy people of the Lord for all 
the gaps ah, be trustworthy uh, people to all the gifts that Lord has given and you'll um, and you'll have the kingdom of God something like that I think it it needs more it needs more conviction I, I somehow maintain the the word tenant just because it is used uh, often. Often, or and and somehow it is actually the parable of the tenants. Mm. And and to remind us that we are actually tenants mm-hmm. of the Lord. So somehow I, I I can agree on that one that when you say be a trustworthy tenant or people of the Lord. Yeah. Trustworthy tenant. Because some tenants, they, they tend to keep it for themselves, not willing to share. Mm, I, I wanted to, uh, to, to incorporate it also with the kingdom or something with the for the gift or for the reward so I'm still thinking of what could be the right words to connect to to, to this line to be a trustworthy tenant and, of the Lord have peace have peace and have peace oh, and, and and have peace and have So be the trustworthy tenant leader, so that we will, so that we'll able to join him to his kingdom, something like that. So be a trustworthy tenant of the Lord, and how to be able so to? That, no, so that so that we'll we'll we will be with him in his kingdom. Uh, we will be. Attain, not not the attain. What would be the a synonym of attain? Achieve. We will ha- achieve the richness of His promise and be with Him in His kingdom. In His kingdom. Okay, be a trustworthy tenant of the Lord. Actually, uh, uh, not focusing on the on the on the reward, but focusing on what is for us, mm-hmm. right? Because being a trustworthy tenant of the Lord in itself is already tedious enough, mm-hmm. right? Uh, with with being trustworthy because we want to have something in the end is actually not the mindset, mm-hmm. but it is. This is what was. Uh, what was uh, what what I learned from this one is the love language of the Lord. 
the love language of the Lord is actually right the love language I learned of this love language which is actually obedience mm-hmm. if we obey if we become obedient to the Lord then everything is already there right if we become obedient then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will be there God our yeah, hearts and minds <laughs> that verse okay. okay are you okay with that with that Hibla uh, if that is uh, that one I, I do not I, I let it as it is <laughs> okay so be a trustworthy tenant of the Lord so that we will be with him uh Achieve, uh, we will achieve the richness of His promise and be with Him in His kingdom. Okay. So, and then at this point, we will try to um, create a reflection question. Okay. So, a reflection question is something that... A reflection. So, when when we look at the mirror, we see ourselves. So, we, we try to formulate a reflection question. Would you like to suggest a reflection question? Mm. I have my own question. <laughs> yeah, problem, no problem. It's okay. No, it actually, is... I just wanted to, to relate it with the Hibla. Mm. So, it's like how... Mm-hmm. I can be a trustworthy. How can I be? How I can be? How, How can, can I, I be, be a trustworthy uh, uh-huh. tenant of the Lord? Tenant of the Lord from all the entrusted gifts. Uh, how can I be a trustworthy tenant of the Lord? Which. Uh, How can I be trustworthy tenant of the Lord with His entrusted gifts? With the entrusted gifts. Okay, I put that one in the beginning. With okay. entrusted gifts, how can I can be, be a trustworthy, trustworthy tenant of the Lord? Lord? Okay. Okay, so that is our reflection question. You, how about you? I was actually thinking of, in connection with with the second, uh, uh, with 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 the um, with the thread on being a trustworthy tenant. So, what is it that I have received from the Lord that I have not returned back to Him? Mm-hmm. Okay, but then a twist of this reflection question is that we answer the reflection question, and and that is also for those listeners mm-hmm. to if you have also um, would like to share, you can actually type in into the episode. You can make some comments and send it to us. And then we will also incorporate that one. We would gladly uh, receive your comments. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure they will also have 
Would, maybe would you like to another question? Yeah, would question. you like to share an experience related to this reflection question? Yeah, actually, the, the question that I have said with the interested gifts, how can be trustworthy tenant of the Lord? Sometimes I'm wondering to myself, um, I was uh, I was able to give uh, these things or to, sh- to share these things to other people. Um, let's say material things. Am I able to use this um, to... To, to lead or to let other people uh, be uh, how to say like be part of it or able to let those material things that I have help other people or, or do I let other people um, or, or I am thinking as well in, in my experiences like with, with the gifts that was given to me, did I able to encourage or did I able to help other people uh, to be closer to God? Like, of, of course, in, in our community, I am or I am in the music mean, am I able to sing or able to touch the hearts of other people to be more closer to the Lord with with singing, with the playing of the music, I was able to able to touch their hearts uh, and let uh, them feel the presence of the Lord uh, with them uh, to them, something like that. So, so yeah, those kind of questions actually. It's not uh, it's not like the experience, but it is also like a question of questions to me that. Am I am I trustworthy for all the gifts that was given to me? Am I able to use it well? Or yeah, actually, um, the gospel for today is like it's also a reminder for me. Maybe I forget sometimes that these gifts, this kind of gifts that was entrusted to me, if I use it well, it's like a. It's a more on a reminder, a wake-up call. Actually, the entire readings is a wake-up call, a wake-up, uh, a reminder for me. It's not just that it is a reading that that uh, have a deep meaning, but this is the reading. These are the readings that struck me. Even we're just reading it, but. It struck me. It has a deeper meaning to me. It uh, it makes me question also myself that I am am I trustworthy? I was able to give the produce to the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to make it longer because I may get emotional or something. But anyway, yeah, that's it. So thank you, thank you for that um, reflection. Okay. So at this point, let's uh, we will pose a leave the word challenge. We are nearing the end of the of the episode. 
So, uh, let us pose a challenge. And uh, would you like to um, propose a leave the word challenge? I actually, let me actually blurted it out here in a second reading. It, it was so um, clear when it says, In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, may your requests known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. Would, would you like to propose the Live the Word Challenge? Yeah, I, I think we could uh, at least, I mean, not, not at least, but Uh, to say a prayer of thanksgiving for the people or for the things or the events in our lives um, that that we know were least to us by the Lord yeah I think yeah let's pray for say a prayer for your family for friends um for the job, for the home that you have, because these are the things that will, especially your life, because these are the things that was least for you, for us, from the Lord. And have like, I mean, make it, for me, it's like, do it in daily. Even it, it is part of your daily prayer, but this time it is more meaningful when you say this prayer. Okay, so that prayer of thanksgiving, Is, is more meaningful than it was. Mm. So, the Live the Word Challenge is pray in thanksgiving the things, people, or events in my life and acknowledge that those were least to me by the Lord. So, at this point, we will um, pause for a moment of silence and we'll let the Holy Spirit Let us conclude with a closing prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the words that you allowed us to learn. Thank you for the learnings that we received. Thank you to our guest, Tenten, O Lord, for being available. Thank you for the gift of technology, allowing us to reach further to people who needs to hear the liturgy. Thank you to the listeners as they also make themselves available to your grace. Be with us and we lift up to you our preparations for the coming Sunday service. All of this we pray through your Son, Jesus Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for everyone who listened and we hope to... um, We hope to be with you on the coming episodes. God bless.